Greetings, greetings, greetings. You are now tuned in to No Pork and All Pearls podcast for manifestation and for self mastery. We've learned so much about so many things. So why not take time to learn about the most important thing, yourself? And this podcast will help you do just that. And it will help you to live your life by design and not by default. I want to take an opportunity to just give thanks for the originators, the ancestors, for guiding me and providing this platform that I may share the light that was given to me through them. And I just want to take time to thank each and every one of you for your support, for you tuning in, for you taking time to share this information with others and passing the link to others so that they may also partake in this and also I just want to take time to thank all the light workers the ones who give of themselves so freely the ones who make the ultimate sacrifice and give the world the light that it needs to be illuminated and in this day and time that's very vital so I just thank all of you for the work that you do and I want to just give encouragement and to just ask you to continue doing the things that you're doing because you are making a difference tonight we got a goodie we're talking about nature's ultimate challenge Nature's ultimate challenge. And this was inspired by me watching a video. And I would encourage you to watch the same video. It was a video that was posted on YouTube. And it was entitled, A Condor Teaches his youngster to fly. A condor teaches his youngster to fly. And I just really, really love nature so much. I truly do. Because nature is the ultimate teacher. And this video was so phenomenal to me because on the video, you had this condor family. Actually, it was a family of condors. You had a mother condor, you had a father condor, and then you had the younger condor. Now, 
what made it so significant to me was I had been thinking about the way different communities handle their youth. And for a long time, I had an issue with the melanated community because I felt as if the way that many of them handled their youth was was harsh. It was quite harsh. And my reason for saying that is because a lot of them, when the youth turns, I want to say the age 18, you would hear from many of them, they would say that once you turn 18, you got to get out of my house. This is what many of the parents would say. They would say, you got to get out of my house. Once you turn 18, you got to go. And, you know, many of them will encourage the children to either go to college, to continue their education. Many of them would encourage them to go and seek employment in their own shelter, their own place to live. And then some would just, you know, just tell them that, hey, you just got to go uh, find somewhere else to stay. You just got to go. You got to get up out of my house. And I felt that was harsh. And the reason I felt that was harsh is because I looked at other communities and I felt as if their youth had support systems in place as far as once they reached a certain age, they didn't necessarily, they didn't necessarily have to leave the house. They were free to go and basically live their lives and just pretty much do what it is that they wanted to do. You know, explore, find themselves, take time and find themselves or explore, or do whatever they need to do. It was no pressure applied, just, you know, okay, just figure it out. You know, whatever you want to do, you can do it, you know, it's up to you. And I was like, you know, these people or whatever, you know, they're, they're allowing their children or whatever to basically spread their wings and basically find themselves. But watching this video with the condor, it really put things in perspective to me. And what happened on the video was you had a condor. The younger condor was six months, six months old. And the narrator was saying that, okay, he's at the age now where he's ready to fly. So what you had was you had the father condor. He demonstrated to the younger condor how to fly. Like he just went in front of the condor and he just demonstrated 
the process of taking flight. And he flew with elegance and with grace. And he just did it so superbly. And he showed the younger Condor how to do it. So he was flying and the younger Condor saw him and was watching him. So then the father Condor, he went to a safe location and he planted himself. You know, he ended his flight. So then the fascinating, <clears throat> the fascinating thing that happened was the mother Condor, <laughs> the narrator said, encourages the younger Condor to take flight. But what the mother did was the mother pushed the Condor off the cliff. Like, he nudged him off the cliff. So at this point, the younger Condor had no choice but to trust his instincts and to fly. So, although the younger Condor's flight wasn't pretty, it wasn't the most graceful, it wasn't the most superb flight, but the younger Condor spread his wings and he attempted to fly and, and the younger condor actually made a flight and the younger condor made it to a, a safe location as well but then the father showed him how to do it again the father flew again and the younger condor at this point realizing that well i, I just took flight from one spot to another spot so the young condor took flight again and this time it was a little bit better it still wasn't the best but you can tell that the younger condor had a little more confidence this time so the younger condor took flight again and flew and landed again so then the younger condor took flight again so this third time when the younger condor took flight the flight looked more elaborate. It was more perfected. So at this period and point in time, more condors came out to join the younger condor and they all were taking flight together and they were all flying and it was a beautiful thing. But I saw, I actually saw for the first time that in order to be what you're supposed to be you must face the challenge that nature challenges 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 you with and that is for you to let go you must let go it's no if ands or buts about it you have to let go in order to go up you must first be willing to go down because this is nature's ultimate challenge to you to let go I take from my own experience I realized for myself once I made 18 I left the nest or whatever you want to call it I left and I have not been back ever but I had to leave away from my place of comfort, my land of familiarity, and from all the things and people that I knew 
in order to go and become a better me. And this process worked for me because this is where I truly was able to develop once I let go. So tonight, we're going to talk about nature's ultimate challenge, and that's the challenge of letting go. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls, and we will return with this very, very insightful lecture. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight we're dealing with nature's ultimate challenge. And that ultimate challenge is the challenge of letting go. Now for a long time, the things that I teach, you know, the power of the mind and mind science and manifestation, just like really showing people that anything that you can conceive and believe you can achieve. Borrowed from Napoleon Hill, and that's a magnificent author and influence in my life. Um, his book, Think and Grow Rich, was an absolute jewel to me, and it really gave me a lot of the tools that I needed to actually start self-actualizing and bringing things into fruition in my life. You know, for a long time, I was doing it unconsciously. You know, I would really want something really bad and just like convince myself in my mind that, oh, I'm gonna get that, you know, oh, I got to have that or whatever, however it went. I've done it so many times in my life and I will always get what I wanted. People will always say to me, man, one thing about you, whenever you say you want something or you're gonna get something, you get it. And it was absolutely true for me, but I had to first make up in my mind that that was something that I wanted because once I locked in to my target, it was inevitable because I wasn't gonna stop until I got it. But I was doing that for a long time unconsciously. And I didn't know that there was an actual science to it until I came across that book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. But, you know, when I'm teaching this to other people, I've come to find that the issue is not always them not thinking that they can have something because a lot of times they do really want it and they do think that they can have it a lot of times they really do but what I ran across is many people have negative stereotypes about certain things in their lives or certain individuals in their lives or basically in society, but certain stereotypes prevent individuals from being able to manifest 
their dreams and their true desires. So one of the major things that we must let go of is our prejudice. We got to learn how to let go of our prejudices. Many of us, most of us have them, but many of us are not even aware that we have them. And what we have to do is we have to actually do some soul searching and we have to dig within and we have to really look at the things that we are prejudiced toward. You know, sometimes based on the way an individual look, it will prevent us from approaching that individual or receiving something from an individual based on the way an individual speaks. We sometimes judge them thinking that they don't have anything to offer us because because of the way they speak, they probably are limited in the education department or their level of knowledge is not up to par as my level of knowledge or, you know, sometimes based on what an individual possesses their things like if we perceive them to not have much or whatever then we feel that well how can they offer me any type of advice on how to uh, manifest anything when they don't have any possessions and you know logic will say that well that's just good reasoning you know we using reason because Based on the individual's demonstration, like, you know, I don't see them with anything or the way that they're speaking is not in the intelligent tone or their appearance is not the best. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to look like how they're looking. So why would I receive anything from them? But see, the issue is, is that. Until you get to know an individual, I mean, until you take time to actually get to know someone, you don't really truly understand what they have to offer you. And one thing that I've learned, everyone has something to offer everyone because we are all one. We are all a part of the collective. We are all a part of the whole and everyone has something to offer everyone. Whether it's an opportunity to give. If you see someone that may seem like they're a little less fortunate than you, that's an opportunity for you to share love or, or to give or to to basically, you know, just, I don't want to say help yourself, but you are helping yourself because when you help others, you're helping yourself. You know, you're creating positive karma for yourself because when you give, now you're setting yourself up to be able to receive. So, you know, just because a brother or whatever may look like they're down and out or whatever, you should never shun them because you don't know their story. You know, you take time to get to know an individual story. Now, I'm not saying just go up to random people or whatever because you feel like, you know, well, I'm going to give this a shot. I'm going to go and just go up to a random person and just basically, 
you know, try to strike up a conversation or give something to them or do something for them. I'm not saying that because sometimes you may not be led to go to an individual like that because you don't know an individual's story. You don't know their um, state of mind or their condition and you don't know where they are in their stage of their journey. However, when you feel inklings on the inside to do something or you feel something on the inside of you that's leading you and that's guiding you to go forth and do something, you have to be able to be in tune with your instinct and you have to be able to be in tune with the God that's within you. And basically act on your intuition, what you're feeling, whatever it is that you're feeling, then you move forward in it. You know, get clarity from within of what you should be doing and how you should be doing it. Use wisdom, but do not let it stop you from doing whatever it is that you're being led to do. You know, you should always seek understanding and knowledge and wisdom in making your movements of what you're trying to do. You know, you want to understand what it is that you're doing. Understand it and then act. But see, what happens is many of us get to that stage where we're trying to seek understanding, but then we never act on it. Or sometimes we just we just convince ourselves to just react on impulse and just do something randomly without getting understanding. And then we get in a situation where we get burnt or something happens to us and it's painful. And then we scarred for the remainder of our, of our lives. And we always go back to that moment and we think about the injury that occurred. And we say, well, when I try this, this is what happened. So I'm not doing that no more. But sometimes it's not saying to not do it anymore. Sometimes it's saying to do it in a more intelligent manner. For instance, like if you want to give things to others or whatever, it's many ways to give to them. You don't have to give directly. Maybe you can give to an organization or whatever that's helping an individual or, or send the individual to an organization or send the organization to that individual or, or however. You know, you don't know what exactly it is that you're supposed to be doing until you are put in the position to act and whatever your resources are that's available to you, you utilize your resources to do and fulfill the mission that you have within you to do. Because this is how you will get fulfillment. But when you have opportunities and you allow them to pass you by and you don't do what it is that you feel in your heart to do, then you're sinning against yourself because you know that it was something you could have done, but you never took time to figure out what it was. And that was an opportunity for you. Or maybe if someone is not as enlightened as you or whatever, and they're seeking understanding, if they're seeking and you got understanding and information for them and they're seeking you have an opportunity to share knowledge or information with them. 
and it's not necessarily you having to try to tell them something because we always feel like we got to tell somebody something. Sometimes it's just something as simple as leading them in the right direction for they, where they can educate themselves or where they can teach themselves or providing them with the tools that they can utilize for themselves. It was an old saying that if you feed a man a fish, he eats for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, then he can eat for a lifetime. So I'm a big proponent in just basically helping to empower others so that they can do for themselves. I'm real big into that. But you have to take the time to empower others. And then, you know, many times when we see others or whatever and they have something to offer us, many times we are hesitant to receive from them because we always think that it comes with something attached to it or it comes with some type of agenda. So we don't pursue that. But once again, take time to understand who these people are that's on your path. You know, take time to understand who they are, you know, study them, watch them, you know, look at their history and their track record or whatever other things that they've done and how they move and how they do how they do things. And if you're led to move forward and engage with them, then by all means do so. But if you start seeing inconsistencies and you start seeing patterns where, you know, this may not be the type of individual that I need to glean from, then by all means do not. Because at the end of the day, you have to be true to what you feel within. And most things are always a test for you. Most things that you encounter in your life is a test for you. And when you're faced with these tests, it's your responsibility to demonstrate what it is that you know or you don't know. Because it's either one or two things. Either you know or you don't know. And if you don't know, that means that there's some more learning for you to do in a certain area. And now you know the area in which you need to learn. But if you do know, now you're empowered because you realize that you have another strength that you didn't know that you had before. So now you can utilize that strength. But we must get to the point where we let go of our prejudices and let go of the stereotypes of others because just because a person or an individual, just because they don't seem that they should know something or they don't seem like they have something or they don't seem as if they can do something, that doesn't mean that that's accurate. You know, you need to do some more investigation and really get an understanding of who these people are in your life. Because one thing about the universe Universe provides to you everything that you need. Everything that you need is available to you. It's just up to you to discover it. But you have to be willing 
to go forth on your journey and to discover the things that's made available to you and utilize them. Not only discover them, but utilize them. It's it's almost like an individual is in a pit and it's dark down there, but it's a ladder that's leading out of the pit, but the individual cannot see that it's a ladder in there. And you being the illuminating light, you go down in the pit with the individual and you don't pick the individual up and carry them out of the pit. All you do is you go down into the pit and you shine the light and show them that there's a ladder there and you use the ladder and you climb out and you go back. But you have now shown the individual that's in the pit that there's a way out if you want to get out. And there's a ladder and it's right here. And it's up to them to make the decision, hey, I'm going to climb out of the pit too. You know, I just saw someone else do it. I'm going to do it as well. So we have to let go of a lot of our prejudices and our stereotypes of others. You know, because that hinders us from moving forward in life. It hinders us in receiving a lot of the blessings that's made available to us. It hinders us from completing assignments that we have in our life. It hinders us from being able to merge and form partnerships with others because we have formed stereotypes and prejudices when in reality we are all a part of the whole the collective we are supposed to figure this thing out and come together and work together in unity it's not about being divisive and about being divided and um, thinking that it's you against someone else because it's not. It's not you against anyone but yourself. And it's about you becoming whole within and learning that you are a part of the whole. And once you learn that you're a part of the whole, then you want to provide service to others because you want to be able to be a blessing to someone else because it's through you being a blessing to others that will enable you to be blessed by others so that's one of the main things that we got to let go of and that's our prejudices and stereotypes so i'm gonna take a short break but when we come back we talking about nature's ultimate challenge and that's letting go so what are some more things that we need to let go of we'll talk about that when we come back on no pork and all pearls and we're back to no pork and all pearls. And we're talking about nature's ultimate challenge. And that's the challenge of letting go. In the last segment, we were talking about how we must learn to let go of stereotypes. And most of us have certain prejudices that we have within. And the challenge is to learn what they are and then to overcome those 
prejudices so that we can become more effective in our manifestations of things. Because most of the times when we're trying to manifest things, our own stereotypes can be a hindrance from bringing forth the things that we're trying to manifest because the universe provides to us everything that we need. Everything that we need, the universe provides it to us. However, sometimes we miss it because of our own negative stereotypes and prejudices. But not only do we have to let go of our negative stereotypes, but we must also let go of our bad habits. And what makes a habit a bad habit is it's a habit that's not agreeable for you. Because once again, what's good for me may not necessarily be good for you. But what's good for you may not necessarily be good for someone else either. So we have to get in tune with ourselves and within the God within to understand the things that are indeed agreeable to us and the things that are not. And many times, many times we don't want to let go of some of the things that we do that hinder us from moving forward. For instance, if we want optimal health or we want real good health, and that's something that we definitely want. However, we have a habit of doing things that's deteriorating our health, whether it's not drinking the right kind of water, whether it's not having a balanced diet, whether it's not taking time to clean out our digestive systems, or, you know, any of the other works or whatever that it will take to have good health. If we don't take the time to do these things, yet we want good health, we desire it, and we're willing to take medications, or we're willing to go and get these surgeries, or we're willing to go to gurus or whomever in hopes of getting optimal health if we don't eliminate the habits that we're doing that's causing our health to be on a decline then it doesn't matter what you do to get good health because ultimately you're not going to have good health because of your habits so what we have to do is we have to eliminate the bad habits by creating good habits. So I'm an advocate of not necessarily um, stopping yourself from doing things that many may consider being harmful to you, but I'm an advocate for making sure that you take care of yourself and you create the, the best and the most optimal body that you can have. Meaning, 
you get the proper rest for your body. You get the proper nutrients for your body. You drink plenty and plenty of water. You do your meditations, your breathing exercises. You get the exercise that you need. You get the sunlight that you need. You get the love that you need. You know, you do all the things that you need to do to enhance your body and to enhance your physical nature. Anything that you can do to enhance yourself, you should do those things. And by you doing those things, your body will be in the shape or the condition that if you do have a sugar addiction, like you like sweets or whatever, you can eat the sugar. Your body will discard it because your body is functioning properly so that it can take care of those things. And any other vices or whatever that you may have or whatever, you know, if your body is in the optimal condition in which it should be and in which it, in which it needs to be, it can fight off pretty much anything. Anything that you put your body through, it can be overcame if your body is in an optimal condition because your body is fierce. It's a, a mighty, mighty biochemical machine that can do amazing things exceedingly and above and beyond whatever you think your body can handle. So I'm an advocate in self-care and making sure that you're providing the care to your body that you need so that you can be in tip-top shape, almost like if you was a boxer or whatever. A good boxer is not basing his training off of the other boxer as far as like what the other boxer will be able to do to him. A good boxer is basically building himself up to withstand whatever it is that the other boxer will try to do to him. It won't matter because my body is prepared to withstand whatever it is that you bring towards me. I can overcome you. I can overtake you because I'm going to have more endurance. I'm going to have more stamina. I'm going to have more power. I'm going to have more quickness, more speed, more agility. You know, I'm going to focus on me. I'm not focusing on what you're going to do or what you're doing, what type of training you're doing. I'm focusing on what I need to do for myself so that I can be in the best shape possible. So once I come back against you, I'll be able to overcome and overtake you. And that's the same mindset that we must take with our with ourselves and not just with the physical body, also with our mental and spiritual body. We must learn how to overtake those negative thoughts, the thoughts in our mind that tells us that we can't do something. We got to go and reverse that and we got to program our mind to tell us that we can, that I can do all things. You know, it's nothing that's impossible. It's no such thing as impossible. Anything that you can set your mind to, you can have, you can achieve, you can do it. You got to be able to know that, not just believe it. You got to know it. You got to know it for yourself, though. This is not something that others can just tell you because people been telling other people this for ages. But it's only the ones who actually truly can believe this that actually see it manifest in their lives and actually see these things come to fruition. And 
operate at, most of you get it. You know, I know all of you are not going to get it, but I pray that most of you will get it. Because once you get this concept and you know for yourself that you can be the navigator of your own ship and you can control your own destiny and you can truly live your life by design and not by default, you will be on your way to have anything and everything that you can possibly desire. And you can have it fast. The faster you can get yourself to believe these things and to know it, the faster you can see it manifest in your life. But you got to be willing to put the work in. And the work is to eliminate the bad, negative thinking. You got to eliminate that negative thinking. Anytime you start thinking anything negative in your mind, you need to neutralize that negative thought with 16 positive affirmations. Like hit it with 16. I, had, I call it hitting it with the 16. You know, for every one negative thought, hit it with 16 positive. You know? And do that constantly. Almost like if you were in the military and you would do something wrong and the, the drill sergeant or the drill instructor would say, drop down and give me 20. You know, you know what I'm saying? Give me 20 push-ups or whatever. You have to do that to your mind. Every time you think of something negative, you have to make yourself think of 16 positive things on the spot, right then and there. But you have to do these things to discipline the mind. The mind has to be disciplined from negative thinking. It's nowhere around it. And only you can do that. And it may be difficult in the beginning because when you try to assert positive thinking into your mind, that's when you realize how much negative thinking <laughs> is in your mind. Because when you have focused thoughts and you f concentrate on what it is that you truly want, you're going to start seeing all the negative stuff that's been dumped into your psyche throughout the years of people telling you that you can't have this and society saying that you can't do this and history saying that this has never been done. When you realize that anything that you possibly can imagine you can have, I'm saying anything, then that means there's no limit. So the limits are gone. You have to take the limits off. Take the limits off of any type of negative thinking. Long as you're not doing anything to harm someone else or that's going to hinder, you know, hinder yourself then you should be able to do it. You don't want to do things that's going to cause your demise. You know, that's, that's not something that you want to do. But as I'm saying, anything you can possibly imagine, you can do. So you just have to be wise on the things that you want to manifest and know that whatever it is that you believe in your heart that you can have and that you deserve, you're going to get it. So you have to condition your thoughts and change your bad ways of thinking. Also, you have to change any type of physical things that's hindering you from being able to be the best you possible as well. 
So when we come back, we're going to continue this discussion about nature's ultimate challenge and the challenge of letting go. So stay tuned to No Pork and All Pearls and we shall return. And we're back to No Pork and All Pearls. And tonight's conversation is about nature's ultimate challenge and that's letting go. And we've already talked about letting go of stereotypes that we all possess, but we have to learn how to get in tune with what they are and let and let them go. And then we also discussed about letting go of bad habits. The way that you let go of a bad habit is you create a good habit. And that's something that's good for you. So we have to develop the habits that's going to enhance our opportunity to manifest the things that we're trying to manifest. And lastly, what I want to speak of is we have to let go of our fears. And that's a major one, letting go of our fears. Many of us can't manifest things because we have fears that are neutralizing our faith. Because fear is the neutralizer of faith. It's the same energy, but it's used in the opposite way. And until we learn to let go of our fear, many of the things that we're trying to manifest, we will never see it. With the culture and the climate of things the way that they are, so many things are happening and it really is a tester. It's a tester that brings out what's truly within you. And it's simple. Either you're going to trust God or you're going to not trust God. I don't care how you frame it. I don't care how you fix it up. I don't care how you try to spin it. If you doubt that something is going to happen, then it's not going to happen. Some people say things like, well, you know, I believe that this can happen. But, you know, once you put that butt in the way, you done already messed up. You got to get your butt out the way. <laughs> get your butt out the way. And you have to start actually letting go of the fears that's preventing you from having the things that you want to have. I'll give you an example. Many of us, we want our children to be successful and we want our children to be safe, right? So we tell ourselves like, because the way things are and because things are happening the way that they are, I have to take these precautionary measures and I have to do all these things to protect my child. And once again, I feel like you should do the things that's necessary 
to empower your child to make sure that you create a safe space for them, that you put them in the best possible environment that's possible, and that you do all that you can do for them. But when you're starting to do things to hinder them and to affect them, you you want to put monitors and cameras on them 24 hours a day. You want them to call you every hour on the hour. Um, you you want to do things like uh, you want to tr- track them, put tracking devices on them so you can watch where they are at all times. When you're doing all these things, believe it or not, you are kind of like gravitating towards the fear in you because you feel like by you doing all these things, you're going to prevent anything negative from happening to them. But it's, it's like now you're taking these measures into your own hand to act as their um, guardian angel or to act as their surveillance systems when you should be trusting the universe to provide protection for them the same way that the universe provides protection for you. You don't have to monitor someone's every move and be there at all times and you focusing all this energy on them and making sure that they protect it. That how are you focusing on whatever it is that you're trying to manifest in your life for you to be productive for society? You know, not saying that you shouldn't love your children because you should, but sometimes our fear gets in the way of the things that we need to do. You have to actually let go. You have to let go. When I say let go, you have to let it go like you planting a seed in the ground. When you plant a seed in the ground and you cover it up, you're not standing outside and watching that dirt spot 24 hours a day and just making sure that no one comes and dig the seed up. And I mean, you're not going to be there all day, every day, sitting there watching this dirt spot because Believe it or not, when you put the seed in the ground and you bury it and you walk away from it and you let it do what it's supposed to do, that's you exercising the faith that you believe that nature is going to work the magic that nature, that only nature can work to cause this seed to sprout and then to bloom and then to blossom. Do the same thing with your children. Plant them in the right environment. Give them the proper tools, the proper education that they need and give them the proper discipline and instill the things inside of them so that they can go forth and that they can do what they need to do for themselves so that they can become responsible adults and not handicapped. Because sometimes when you do these things to your children, you're handicapping them. You're causing them to not be able to think on their own or to be able to move in the way that they want to move. Because now you got them under surveillance and you got them in a prison where they feel like they're obligated to check in with you and 
and they got to please you and they got to do all these things for you. But what are they doing for themselves? And they're being stunted. Their growth is being stunted because they are not being allowed the room to grow and to do the things that's best for them so they can develop on their own path and at their own pace. And I know that's hard. And I know a lot of people are not going to actually get it. And a lot of people are going to write it off and be like, well, you know, I'm going to do what I need to do to watch over my child. And that's cool. You know, do what you got to do for you. Once again, what's good for me is not necessarily good for you. So you have to do what's good for you. However, just understand and just know that anytime that you're putting so much energy into someone else's lives and you're trying to monitor and govern someone else's lives, you are like taken away from your own life and you're actually kind of like interfering with the other individual's life as well. So just know that. But you have to let go of your fears. Fears, fears. We do so much, so many things out of fear. We're afraid that our money is not going to be there when we need it, so we don't spend. You should never spend money anyway. You should always invest your money. You should invest your money. You should never spend your money. You should invest your money. Whatever, whatever it is that you are interested in, make investments in those things. Invest in those things. Don't spend your money. Invest your money. Make, it, make positive investments. Because with investments comes returns. When you spend something, that's it. It's basically like you just throwing it away. It's gone. So we have to get out of the mentality of spending and get into the mentality of investing. So anything that you're investing your money in, Make sure it's something that you're going to see some type of return from it. Whatever it may be. Always expect a return in your investment. And if you're not going to get a return in your investment, then don't invest in it. And as simple as that. But in order to invest, once again, you can't be fearful. You can't be afraid. You have to be able to let go of your fear that you're not going to get a return in your investment. Always find good grounds to sow in and you make positive investments. Because if you have any inkling that you're not going to get a return in your investment, guess what's not going to happen? <laughs> you're not going to get an investment because you're already thinking that you're not going to get an investment from the return. You'd be like, well, you know, I'm probably not going to get an investment from this, but I'm going to... Um, Sow some money into this anyway. That's the wrong attitude. Always invest positively with your money. Another thing we're fearful of, we're fearful of relationships. We're fearful that we're going to be left alone or we're fearful that we're going to have a broken heart or we're fearful that um, someone's going to try to take advantage of us. Whatever the fear may be. If you go into a relationship with that mindset, once again, if this is what you're thinking, these are the things that you're manifesting. 
So we cannot have fear when we're going into our relationships. So if you need to take time and you need to heal from previous relationships and do the work to get yourself back centered and back balanced, then you should take time to do the work to heal and get yourself right before you try to proceed in another relationship. Because once you get into a relationship, you have to be able to learn how to love without attachments and without expectations. And what I mean by without expectations is sometimes I feel as if we put a lot of pressure on our partners to be the ones to bring us happiness or to bring us satisfaction or to be all of what we think that they should be or all that we need them to be for us versus being whole within yourself and complete within yourself and having your partner to come and be an enhancement to you and to come and just be that mirror for you so that you can help see yourself better so that you can become an even better you. You shouldn't be putting a pressure on your partner to complete you. You should already be complete before you go into that relationship. So when y'all come together, y'all can become a whole. Two complete pieces equals a whole. You know, you have to be first complete within you and be the best you that you can possibly be first. And it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of healing first before you can even do that and bring that to the table. So we can't go in relationships with the expectations of it failing or with the expectations that we're not going to get what we need from it or this person is not going to be able to provide for me or whatever the situation is, you know. It's all about being complete and being healed before you even step forward to even try to pursue a relationship. Because relationships are made to help take you to a whole nother level that you can never reach but on your own. But you got to be on that path already. You know, you can't be a nickel and you're looking for a dime. You're trying to manifest a dime. You know, you don't want to be half of what it is that you expecting or what you looking to bring into your life or manifest into your life. You want to be an equal. You want a, a match. You want someone that can match you and that can be a mirror for you. That's why this individual has to be a match. And when I'm saying a match, they don't have to be just like you. They have to be complete just like you. Meaning being their best possible self and you your best possible self. And when y'all come together, then y'all can enhance each other. Because this is what it means to be evenly yoked. And you want to be evenly yoked with your partner. You don't want to be in a relationship with a partner that's out of balance with you. Because if, if that's the case, then it's going to make you be out of balance. And you're not going to have 
a good relationship with an individual like that. It's going to be like a roller coaster ride. It's going to be like a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And you're going to feel incomplete and you're going to feel unfulfilled on the inside because things are going to be out of balance. And this is not something that you want. You don't want this in your life. You want harmony. You want unity. You want that balance. And you want someone that's going to be able to help you maintain what it is that you're trying to build. You know, you don't want them to hinder what you're building. You want them to help you to maintain it. And if they're half of you or if you're half of them, then there's no way that you'll be able to do that. So we got to let go of our fears. We got to let go of our fears. And once we let go of our fears, once we let go of our bad habits, and once we let go of simply just the things that hinders us, like our prejudices and our stereotypes and any other thing that keeps us from manifesting what it is that we're trying to manifest in our life, then we'll be able to live our life by design and not by default. So I hope y'all enjoyed this episode tonight. But that's nature's challenge to us. Nature wants us to let go. Just like that condor. The condor, after six months, was ready to fly. Had the desire in his heart to fly. Really had the technique to fly. But it just never had the opportunity to fly before. And once the mother pushed him and gave him that opportunity to do it, instinctively, from the inside, from what his true essence was, he took flight. And so can you. You can take flight in your life if you just let go. Well, until next time we come together, next Friday at 7, I just want to just say, Peace, love, and shalom.